Hi there, it's Cheryl McDonald from Yoga Bellies here. Um, as the founder of Yoga Bellies, I have started several businesses of my own and a lot of people approach me and, and ask me, you know, some advice, what are the best things to do, what are the best things to avoid when starting your own business. So today, today's podcast, I'm just going to take you through my top 10 mistakes to avoid when starting your own business, okay? So I've got this top 10 list. Now, obviously, there are many things that you want to do and not do, but these are some top 10 tips that I tend to give people when when they ask for advice on this. Um, When people are attempting to follow a recipe, they often make the mistake of trying to change some of the ingredients. So this is one analogy that I like to use. And when you change what you put in, what you get out changes as well. So that may seem really obvious, Um, but most of the time, this is not always a good change. So by trying to avoid the following 10 mistakes when you start your business and your path to success, then hopefully things will be a bit less stressful, faster and frustration free. Okay, so hopefully these top 10 tips are going to help you with starting your own business. The first one I would recommend um, is along the idea of winging it. Now, lots of people start a business and they literally wing it. You absolutely must have a business plan before you launch your business. Lots of people have an idea, it's something they've always loved, they're passionate about, and that is important when starting a business. But you also have to remember that you can't just decide, oh, I'm going to open a baseball cap shop when no one in that area likes baseball caps or wears baseball caps. You have to think about what you're doing and sometimes just formulating that business plan will actually help you see if there is a business there to be had because there has to be a demand for what you offer. And often when I speak to people who want to start a business, they are in complete denial because they want to do it so much, they love it so much that they can't see that no one else is actually interested in what they're offering or where they're offering it or at the price that they're offering it, okay? So you absolutely must have a business plan. Now, that can be very, um, don't think of it as something really dull, some admin that has to be done. This is a living, breathing um, plan, okay? It is rolling. It's not something that you just write out and then stick in a drawer and that's it forever. Until you've actually done your research, developed a budget, looked at similar businesses, your competition locally, and created a plan, you really need to put off your launch, okay? Otherwise, you are simply taking a stab in the dark. So this is like lottery ticket mentality. It's absolutely useless. Um, It's madness, guys. You really need to have a plan. It's not being a stick in the mud. And people get frustrated at this stage because they want to dive in. And I I often get overexcited and launch things that maybe aren't what, you know, there isn't the demand and I'm very excited about it. But in time, I have learned that's not the best way to do it, okay? You don't just need a bit of paper with a plan. You need to have a plan that you're actually going to use. And the plan that once you've done the research, you actually acknowledge what that research has told you and use it effectively. So that could be tweaking your business idea, tweaking the location, it could be abandoning the idea altogether, but you have to be honest with yourself, okay? 
My second piece of advice was trying would be trying to be everywhere, okay? Trying to be everything to everyone. Lots of people who start a business are far too generic. They try to be everywhere at once. It's pretty much impossible to make a product that is going to suit everyone everywhere. There are simply too many places to be and too many customers to have. Aim for marking out your territory in the places that make most sense to your business. So for example, Yoga Bellies, my business, uh, our clients are mothers who are interested in well-being, yoga, the health of themselves, their babies, they might be menopausal, they might be um, teenagers, but basically it's women's health and women are our niche. So you really need to find your tribe, okay? Find out where they hang out, be there, don't waste your time For example, if you're doing online marketing, don't spend time on 15 different social media platforms if your people only use two. So for example, Yoga Bellies ladies, we tend to be on Facebook and Instagram. These are our main channels because this is what our ladies use, okay? So maybe your people are uh, heavy Twitter users or Pinterest and that's fine. But you have to identify where your tribe are. Third piece of advice, being too specific, okay? So targeting a niche that's far too narrow. What you want is a niche that is small but deep, okay? That's the ideal scenario for any small business. Now, these kinds of communities tend to be passionate about what they love. So, so for example, surfing. Yes, it's a niche, but surfers are very passionate about surfing. I say that because I'm currently in Byron Bay and I was surfing yesterday and I am very passionate about it. I love it very much. So that springs to mind as a niche that is very, very, um, you know, it's, it's very, very passionate about, about its interest and, and the lifestyle and everything to do with surfing. Please don't try to go too narrow. There are only, you know, if there's only about 10 people interested in your actual product or service, then you're really going to have a problem. So, for example, try not to make your niche something like male Scottish rollerbladers who skate on a Tuesday. Um, You're going to have about four people there. It's far too narrow. So, bit of a random analogy, but I'm sure that you're getting the idea about what I'm saying. Fourth piece of advice not measuring what you're doing, not measuring your efforts, okay? Again, you might not find this very exciting, but actually there are lots of free and low-cost applications and software packages out there, and even freelancers that you can work with that are able to test and track and tweak every aspect of your online presence and marketing efforts. Now, we often, you know, in the past, before we had so much online marketing, it was a case of you put out an advert or you know, some kind of communication and you really have very little idea other than, you know, maybe in-person surveys or focus groups on the impact that that was having. It was stabbing the dark as to what was actually making things work for you or not work. So take advantage of this virtual ability to test, record, monitor and share, you know, change your business growth in light of what you find out, which Facebook ads are working, which social media channels are not working for you. Um, What gets measured gets improved. If we're not measuring our efforts, we're just throwing money and effort into the dark. We don't want to do that. Try not to be overwhelmed by this. Um, You can even check out my Four Weeks to Business Goddess course what the social media channel in there really helps you focus those efforts on your social media channels 
and on things like Google adverts, Facebook, Instagram ads, you know, where are you spending your money? Is that where your tribe is going to be? Uh, please don't neglect this aspect of your business. If you're not going to track your efforts, you're just throwing your money away, don't do it. At the most basic level, make sure that you're using Google Analytics. This is completely free, as is the Facebook ad statistics. These are completely free. Make sure you're using them properly. And there are lots of high quality online courses that maybe take a couple of hours and you'll be completely awfully with how to use those. They're so valuable, guys. I really want you to be checking them out. Now, number five is trying to do too many things, okay? So yes, please do check out the new technology, the applications, all of the big ideas that you're hearing about. But if you're constantly hopping on board with the next big thing, your lack of focus is going to result in lack of or scattered results, okay? So you don't want to have this either. Try to focus on what works for you and run with that. You don't want to end up with 15 different types of spreadsheets, six operational systems. More is actually worse than less. So try and keep it really simple with your systems. For example, if you have a to-do list, at Yoga Bellies, we use Wonderlist for our HQ guys. It's fantastic. Um, you know, something like that. Everyone's using the same app. You're using it all the time. You're keeping all your stuff in Dropbox or whatever system you're using. Make sure that you're using a select number of systems and that you're using them to the best of the ability and properly. Number six for me would be fear and change, okay? Now for me, yoga bellies grew very rapidly and that was very scary for me as well. I'd gone from teaching a class in my spare bedroom, you know, to owning this global yoga collective and all of the responsibilities that came with that. And I, um, and I recommend doing this. I did everything myself from making the website, doing the marketing, writing the yoga teacher training, training the teachers, I did absolutely everything for so long and it's scary even doing things like bringing on staff to help because you're giving away, you know, some of your control and that's scary. Then when it got to the point and I had to actually give up teaching my own yoga classes to focus on training the teachers, that was really scary too. So accept that change is scary, but at some point, if you're going to grow your business, you're going to have to relinquish some control and bring in other people to help you, okay? Now, when you're testing and tracking your efforts online as well, you might see that you're going to have to change some aspects of your business, okay? And this is fine. Change is simple, quick, and inexpensive when, with regards to things that are online, okay? And the great news is that if you are a small business, it is much easier, cheaper, and quicker to make changes than in a big organization. Do not be afraid of heading in a particular direction if every piece of data that you have shows that you should be doing that. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Now, I have launched classes and products that I loved and seemed like a great idea and a small niche of people loved, but they may not have been profitable or there wasn't the traction, there weren't enough people who demanded that product and sometimes you have to let go of things that you love and feel passionately about because they do not work as an actual business idea, they don't translate well. It is sad but sometimes it has to be done. Number seven, 
Number seven for me, and again, this is a hard one for me as being a, personally a bit of a control freak, allow people to do their jobs. If you're going to employ people, you have to let them do what you're paying them to do. I, as I said, I'm a huge culprit of this, but I am getting better over time. So if you have PAs, virtual assistants, freelancers, programmers, writers, advertisers, web developers, all of these people, these can all be crucial parts of your business, okay? Um, and the more that you can delegate aspects of your, of your operation to people who are experts in their own areas, the more successful you will be. Now, when I started out, I self-taught myself to do everything and probably almost killed myself doing it. I did manage it. It was cheaper, you know, but if you're on the verge of losing your sanity and your will to run your business, it's time to bring in other people to help. There is no shame in that. You should be proud of yourself that you've identified this need and that you are now able to focus your talents and your skills on doing what you need to be doing. Once you've given your employees the basic information and the guidelines that they need, please just let them do what they're best at doing while you focus on the parts of your business that you're best at doing. Do not try, like I did, to become a computer programmer when you could be creating, right? As I said, I've worn the t-shirt for this one and it is not fun. Number eight. Now, this is one that I see all the time too failure to actually launch. You might be told that you need to have a thousand followers or 10,000 people on your emailing list before you should take some kinds of action. This is a load of crap, ladies. Um, pardon my French, but basically you just have to start. Now, I speak to people and they say, oh, I'll launch my business once the website has this and once this has, go for it. Launch your products now okay, they will get better when you get feedback as you're on the job, but if you don't start, you never will. And this is what I see with um, yoga teachers, for example, time and time again. Now, my yoga teacher training years ago, there was maybe 40 people on that training. I think maybe three or four of us still teach yoga because of that failure to launch. People learn the skills, they have the idea, and then they give it a half-hearted attempt and they do absolutely nothing with it, or they're too scared to even give it that half-hearted attempt. You must throw yourself into it if you're going to run a business. On a shoestring budget, I, which I had, you want to be profitable as quickly as possible. Don't wait to present your offer to the world. If you can work from home, you should do that. Don't think about, oh, I need an office to be a real business. So many people are working from home now with the internet. This is absolutely an option. As soon as you've established an internet presence, get it out there. However, be sure that you don't skimp on quality, okay? So yes, get your product out there. I'm not saying it doesn't have to be 100% perfect, but get your effort, efforts out there. Let people see what you have to offer as soon as you can. Number nine. Now this again is one that I see far too often. Quitting your real job far too early. Now I was in the very fortunate position. I was teaching yoga obviously, you know, kind of part-time for free before I um, worked on Yoga Bellies full-time and I was a business analyst back in the day. 
But many people, for example, who become Yoga Bellies franchisees, they will still have their day job and they'll teach classes in the evening. And once their classes get up and running, then they'll pack in their day job or become part-time. So this is something to consider. We all have uh, bills that have to be paid, okay? So you may find success very early in your business and that's fantastic. That's the perfect scenario that you're looking for or my personal scenario where I was made redundant on maternity leave. So I had that cushion. Hang on to your regular job until your new business replaces your current income for an extended period of time. You need to know that what you're doing is going to cover the bills, okay? Or if not, make sure that you've got your savings, your redundancy, or a supportive partner that's going to help back you. Number 10. So this kind of goes back to failure to launch as well. Never actually starting. Stop waiting. Do your research. Develop your business plan. And then just go for it. Get started. Once you've got the information you need, present your service your product, your offering to the world today. Don't wait for tomorrow. It never comes. I meet so many people with huge ideas that never get started and it's the biggest waste in the world. You could have the next big thing there. Don't let that be you. Take the chance. So these are my top 10 things that you do not want to do, things to avoid when starting your own business. Another option, obviously, if you are passionate about something and you don't, you know, you maybe want support. So there is a, an in-between. If you want to have your own business, but you'd like to have the marketing ready, the backup support, people to share with you, and for that peer support as well, a franchise is an option. And obviously that's what Yoga Bellies is, a franchise. So we work with people, we train them to become yoga teachers. They're passionate about all things, women, birth, baby, yoga, but they want the support of having the marketing done for them and all they have to do is roll it out in their local area. If that's the kind of thing that you're interested in, then a franchise could be for you as well, okay? So to find out more about the Yoga Bellies franchise, you can check out our website, www.yogabellies.co.uk forward slash teach, okay? You'll find out more about our franchise option there. If yoga is, teaching yoga is not your thing, there are so many other franchise options out there, which are a fantastic platform to launch a business from too. If you already have a business or a business idea, you might enjoy my course, Four Weeks to Business Goddess. Now you'll find this on our website, www.yogabellyshop.com, okay? And you can check out the course there. And that will give you, it's for completely new entrepreneurs aimed at women, but also applicable to men entrepreneurs, people who want to start their own business, work around their family. It's going to help you with business planning, social media, systems, home offices, working around your family, all of these things, becoming profitable, marketing, everything you need to know. So you can check out either of those options. If you have any questions or comments on this podcast, please feel free to just pop your comments below. I hope this has been useful for you. Namaste.